Everybody rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. My Pledge of Allegiance is to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Green space. A lot of them are really close. 
We had dust control done on Hanson Street uh, because of some complaints. Uh, had a plug water meter. Uh, discovered a water leak at Dixieland between the meter, or the curb stop, and the property. So it is on the property owner. But we did locate um, the water leak because they were having astronomically high water bills uh, <coughs> because it's going through the meter and they had no leaks in their house, so we helped them find the leak on the outside of the residence. Um, locates, pushed up breast pile, uh, removed. We're getting a lot of non-tree debris put out at the breast pile, whether it's two by fours or benches, whatever it is. It's all wood, and everybody thinks we should just be able to burn it, but we can't, so we pull it out we put it off to the side, we talk to Chief about it, and we watch cameras to see if we can figure out who's doing it at that particular moment. But um, we're also dealing with out there people not putting the proper stuff in the proper places, such as garden stuff or flowers and stuff like that. They're all just chucking into the tree brush pile and not taking over to the grass and stuff like that. So now we got to pull that out, move it, so we're not lighting that on fire or mixing it in with the tree branches. Um, fix the showers at the campgrounds again. Uh, we also had the pre-construction meeting for the Lakeshore project. Uh, we had to send out public notice to every resident in the city of Lakeview for a violation that occurred in 2022. The, it was for TDHM's 
total trihalomethanes and haloacetic acids. The test was taken, but it wasn't ran in the time period, so it timed out. The numbers were good. We do this every year. I already had the test results taken, so that is on the public notice. Uh, that went out to every residence, and they'll probably be getting those today or tomorrow. Um, but it was a DNR requirement that we had to do that. So we completed that requirement. Uh, worked on quotes for various projects that we're trying to get done. We started our sewer jetting today. Uh, last week, uh, the sewer jetter was serviced. We include oil change, charging the batteries, making sure fuel filters and everything aren't plugged. Uh, we did all that in house. Um, we cameraed the sewer line from the Armstrong house to 510 Madison, which is part of the agenda, and we'll talk about that later. Um, had a couple residents that had some questions on the Lakeshore Drive project to include when it's all going to start to take place because they'd like to replace their service line, water service line or the curb, um, whatever it should happen to be. Scooped up a couple uh, animals that were ran over and got them off the middle of the road so not everybody has to see their stuff laying there. Um, called the generator guy because the generator at the lift station, the main lift station is still not operating properly, properly so it's part of the punch list items. Um, Still working with him on getting that to work. Working on getting the guys their safety clothing that they need. Um, looked at 138 South State Road, uh, the water flow, manhole behind the laundromat. Uh, electrical guys broke out some concrete, dug in some new service on Crescent Park, locates, locates, locates. Uh, switched out a street light that wasn't working. Uh, hooked up a meter and grave on Crescent Park. Uh, Trent was also part of the pre-construction meeting. Um, changed out some OCRs. Worked on uh, finding out the electrical needs for the potential of Yadder Locker coming. What we're going to need for transformer and everything else with that. Got quotes for that. Looked and diagnosed the Ice House siren again. Um, when we go over there we can push the button we can make it sound. So it's a communication uh, telecommunication thing and Miss Teresa is working on that. Uh, dug in the service line, uh, our new guy, we gave him a tour of where our power lines are so when we do have an emergency and we tell him that he has to drive to this location at least now he knows where he's got to go and not just use his GPS. Um, got the digger, uh, changed all the fluid, <coughs> charged the batteries, got it out, got it running. Um, they're going to take it hopefully this week or the first part of next week and let's see how it works. Um, maybe there's something else that we need to change or fix on it still, but we'll go through that and work on that. Trim some trees at the campground, uh, did meter reads, hung some disconnects, uh, just a lot of busy work. Thanks, sir. You're welcome. We're going to do the administrative report and then the chief, then we'll go into number seven. Okay. Um, some of the primary things that I've done the last couple of weeks, um, I contacted, contacted residents of two properties in the yard was beginning to get very overgrown. Um, 307 Madison Street, they did not have the means to get the yard mowed and trimmed, so park staff spent an hour mowing and trimming the property. This will be billed to the resident. Um, then 128 Vine Street, um, the property owner was contacted and responded that it would be taken care of over the weekend as of today. It still has not been had anything done with it. Initially, they had it until Wednesday, so after this date, um, I'll have staff mow and we'll bill the owner for that. Um, and then uh, the chief will go into this a little bit, um, but the Police patrol car suffered damage from a deer. Um, insurance has been contacted. We feel that it will be totaled um, by the insurance company. Um, we have a new patrol vehicle on order, but that delivery date isn't expected until late winter or early spring. Um, the Sac County Sheriff's Office um, has a retired uh, patrol Chevy Tahoe that might be able to be purchased from the county um, for Lakeview's use until the new patrol vehicle arrives. Um, Chief will talk a little bit about that here in a minute. Um, 
We conducted a second round of interviews Friday evening for the utility billing position, so we have that. Um, um, Sac County Emergency 911 Dispatch Radios. My understanding is that City Hall is a designated command site in case of a disaster. Um, the new radio system that the county has gone to will not work with the system we currently have at City Hall. Um, with this in mind, um, I contacted the sheriff and he put me in contact with Alpha Wireless and they are getting me a quote to provide a radio and antenna that would be compatible with the new system. When received, I will look for grant opportunities to assist with that cost. Um, going back to the transformers, and I, the, I have the quote upstairs, um, but right now the transformers for was it a size 300 and a size 500, which is what the 500 is what is being recommended for the Yetter Locker is like 52 to 55 weeks out on lead time. I don't remember what the price was. I don't know if we get the quote. I thought but it was like we're 26. Something was 26 and the other one was 14. I thought said it was something like, like that. Yeah. 7,000 some dollars difference. So, um, we're actually, you know, Jason and I have talked about trying to see if we can source a transformer in the meantime, you know, from another utility company that might have one, a bigger utility company that might have one on hand and see what that kind of cost is. But at some point we might want to have a consideration of, you know, making sure that we have some of these, you know, order that we, you know, when we're looking at 52, 55 weeks out, if we're looking at expansion for other, you know, industrial types of facilities, at least we've got maybe one on hand or something. So if we're looking at these kind of lead times. Um, and just a note, um, I'll be out of the office Wednesday through Friday this week attending the League of Cities Conference in Cedar Rapids. So that's what I have. Very good. Thank you. Chief? Yeah, sorry, I got a cold, so. Um, so over the past two weeks, we've done several other search warrants. We made several arrests. We had nine felony charges and 25 misdemeanor charges. And that's in a matter of two weeks, which is pretty significant. Um, we've recently got a Facebook page up and going. Um, after, you know, hearing from, from, uh, from over here, uh, we're going to start posting up some of that code enforcement stuff. Uh, I think by tomorrow I'll have something for the dump. Try and get it out there to the public to let them know, hey, can't be dumping this crap here, here, and here, and try and get it all organized that way. Uh, we'll try and get something on there about we're getting that time of the year where we're going to be burning leaves and stuff like that. So we want to put that ordinance out there as well. Um, if you guys go on there, you can kind of look up some of the things that we're doing and what we've been doing. It's a work in progress, but we're getting towards it. Um, talking about the vehicle, uh, what happened, deer hit it, all the airbags went off inside, so it's more likely, I mean, it's totaled. Can't really reset those. The Tahoe up the sheriff's office, I know it's got 105,000 miles on it. Uh, it's a 2020. Talking with Ken, he said it books around 22 to 24. But it might be somewhere we could get going and offer them whatever and see if they take it. I mean, I think they'll, they'll give us a pretty decent deal if we want one. Uh, the other option is I contacted the, the Missouri State Patrol down there. They, they cycle out vehicles pretty regularly. And they have several vehicles that, that you can buy. Um, those price ranges are anywhere from 21000 to... Maybe close to thirty. Close to thirty. Yeah, they didn't... I mean, they weren't quite a hundred thousand miles on them, but the two Tahoes that we they're, that were on the list were pretty were, high. Yeah, were the. Are they the yeah, ready? They were, that I I don't know if they're completely outfitted or not. Um, I know you. I heard a rumor, and I haven't really talked to them. I just got the quotes, but I heard that you could get them to where they are, pretty much outfitted, except for maybe the radio. So it'd be something we'd have to look into if we were going to go. Is this is the one the sheriff's department have outfitted, or it's already stripped? They were stripping it as we speak. They're going to leave some stuff in it. Um, my plan would be, or whatever's in it, we just, if we can move what we can over into it and then uh, leave everything else the way it is and try and just go minimalistic with it, maybe unmarked, light bar, radio. And then when we get the new vehicle in, we'll take whatever's left and put it in the new vehicle. Um, I know they said the new vehicle would be here and it's a Durango. Uh, late winter, 
early spring, but who knows what's going to happen, especially since everybody's on strike, that can get pushed out. And, and ideally, I'd rather have a tile. Unfortunately, the only thing I can really get right now would be a Durango order because the, the new uh, purchase thing is not out yet. Yeah, state bid is not out yet for anything else. So. You have no choice but to try and get a vehicle, correct? Yeah. It just depends on how you guys want to go about it and what we want to say. What do you recommend? Well, if, if the title of the sheriff's office is decent and uh, we can get it for a good price, I'd say that'd go. Probably with 105,000 miles on a Tahoe from, from the sheriff's office, they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of hours on it. That'd be and, my only concern. And those ones from Missouri, I mean, they didn't have as many miles on it, but they were what? They were still 85, 90, I mean, they were still... Uh, it was around 55 to, I think, around 70, 80,000 miles. Uh, the Tahoe's had a lot more miles mm -hmm. on it, but they were probably special purpose vehicles for, like, canines and stuff. So they're going to keep those around a little bit more just because of the cages they got to put in there and stuff like that. Um, and the other vehicles were, were all chargers. Right. So they had all chargers except for two hot tiles. Which I'm not opposed to getting a charger, it's just I know me personally it's not very comfortable. So, And I don't think it would be for some of our other guys either. But. You can't go this way. Use your best judgment. Right. We need a motion to have the chief go up and make a deal. Yes. That's what the council well, like to do. I mean, you guys might have more. What, what price are you thinking about with a towel? What's your budget look like? What's our insurance? I mean, a lot of yeah, and I don't know. You know, I haven't heard. I haven't heard back from what the insurance because I'm sure that we've got to meet the deductible, but um, on what that would be. Open-ended questions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need some more information before we. If we need to have, I think get some more information. We're going to have a special meeting just to do this for the travel. We can do that. Right. And I think the supervisors were meeting tomorrow. Tomorrow, and I was going to let you know today if we're interested, maybe they can actually get us a price from what yep. they're thinking. So, I mean, not, nothing's ever set in stone until we send the money. So, I think whatever you and Teresa. Think would be the best if we have to move forward knowing what we get for insurance and budget purposes. See what it looks got, like. Yeah, see, look, we got to have something. Looks like on the blue book, too, to see what. Yeah. What, yeah. That's worth just, you know, what they think it's worth. Blue book ain't going to give you a true accurate figure on the police vehicle. All right. Now, like I said, it's got 105,000 miles. You've got a lot of hours, so right. it's not going right. to match up. Your, your right. And what they, what they may get for it, just trying to sell it off the street is probably not going to be yeah. book value either. So, yeah. I guess, I mean, the biggest thing why we put it on the agenda is if you guys would consider that we would could move forward, you know, he'll tell the sheriff's office that we're interested and see what, what we can get on it. And we can certainly have a, they won't meet again until next week and we could have a special meeting if need be, I suppose. Okay. So. And I, I can call down to Missouri too and see if maybe that comes up for for that price that they have, because that's, well, that's a big difference. I was going to say that would make right. a lot of difference. You're talking an extra five, five or ten grand. And right. that up that's why I asked the question. So. I would say you guys take care of it. Okay. Come back to us. Get mm -hmm. back to us. Set okay. up a special meeting. Okay. Can I give those to the media? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are two of them. Like I said, there's going to be more coming down on all this stuff. I mean, it's been a real busy two weeks, so. There's been a lot of work being done. But we're relying on you to get it done. Okay. Okay, we want to talk about a possible consideration for a sidewalk replacement program. So I put in front of you basically a sample of another community, um, Story City. Um, this was one of them that I had was able to find on a sample program. I was asked to inquire about it. It should be. Right after the building from there, <coughs> page 10 or so. Thank you, Mr. Yep. Some, somewhere along the route. So yeah, we can request a favor when you're doing these agendas, right? Page number bottom, so we can refer to them. Yep, we can certainly do that. Thank you. Um, so 
this is just, it's a sample that I was able to find um, and also an application um, of how they lay it out, you know, do you guys want to consider and move forward with it? It'd be something I think that maybe, you know, another council person or a couple of council people and we could sit down and hash out what the rules might be um, and different things if you guys, you know, wanted to do something um, such as this. Uh, as we, you know, we have some of the sidewalks in town that, you know, could probably use replacement and usually sometimes the homeowners don't have, you know, all of the means to replace a whole sidewalk and that kind of thing. And I think we do have money set aside is my understanding. Um, Put 15000 in the budget this last year. Right. So, um, for a program, so this would be starting in the steps of going that direction. I would like to see it move forward with doing okay. some more stuff in that. And then one thing i seen in this one, it's $5,500 per applicant. And I know when we were working on housing developments, we were doing it on per building, you know what I mean? I wonder if we could do it in some way instead of per applicant, we could do it so much per foot of sidewalk and everything. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's, an, yeah, there's all different kinds of options you yeah. can look at if you, you know, want to do that. So. Do we have a couple of councilmen volunteer to be on this committee? I would say so, yes. Yeah. Here. Which two want to do it? Oh, okay. Right? I don't know. Here we go. Okay. Okay. We need a motion to approve the street closure from the Scoop Trail. I'll make that motion. I'll second. Roll call. Okay. Uh, Beckman? Yes. Frank? Yes. Muller? Yes. Steinkamp? Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about that concrete prepare for Lake Street and Lakewood. So, in your guys' packet, you got a basically a single sheet with several different quotes on it. And Jason could probably, he's the one who got all those quotes for us. So, concrete patches for Lake Streets. Um, total, um, looks like we had one, two, three, four different bids. Um, Jason, you want to talk about these? So we got four different bids. Um, SCE is, uh, which when we get farther into the packet, he's the one that we're looking for approval to finish the punch list for the wastewater plant. So why he's in town to extra work um, after that, that's where that comes into play. So none of his prices include mobilization because if he has to make a separate trip, just to do this stuff, there's going to be more fee to it. But the concrete patches on Lake Street and Lakewood for, are from where we had the two water main breaks, and it's to fix the road and everything there. Uh, so we went with Blackhawk, SEE, Meredith, and then Boost. Um, you can see the total <laughs> price to do both uh, is off to the side there. So I would. I would like permission to hire one of them uh, so we can get those fixed, especially before the snow flies. And that includes curb and gutter, uh, especially the one on Lake Street because that is curb and gutter. That needs to be replaced there also uh, from that water main break. So you want to do these separately? I would prefer to do them both at the same time. No, no, no. I mean concrete patches for Lake Street and Lakewood separate from the storm drain and the map. Correct. Okay. Correct. It would be three different. I make the motion we go with Meredith for the Lake Street and Lakewood at this total price for them two things. Correct. Your second? What, what kind of time frame are you hoping for? Uh, from when I talked to at I'll just say, Mr. Meredith, uh, he said it would be within the month that we would have those done. I'll second that. Is there, a, I mean, we all, just to make sure, you and I talk comparing apples to apples here? Correct. Okay. 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 Beckman? Yes. Frank? Yes. Muller? Yes. Jenkamp? Yes. Can I need a motion for the other one? So then we go to the storm drain on 6th and West. We got two bids on that. Um, 
It includes the replacement of the road portion, the curb and gutter. Uh, as you can see, it says verbal with Barry on there because the quote did not say curb and gutter on the quote. So I did call and verify that that was part of the price of the quote. Um, so it's redoing that whole one that's completely collapsed over there. I make the motion we go loose. I'll second it. We'll call. Beckman. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We have one more. Yep. So the manhole on Lake Street, our problem child over there that we have the cone on that keeps getting stolen. So SEE would <laughs> SEE would come in, break out the concrete, take the collar and everything off, and they're going to go farther down and they're going to put more cement in um, and bring everything back up <coughs> with that. Now. The other option that we have is rehab system can come in and slip line that manhole and that's at the price of the $3,200 to slip line it um, and then Boost would come in and re-pour the concrete for that and set the collar on it. Now with that slip line we had to break the concrete out so that means the city staff we're going to go over there we're going to break the concrete and everything out. Um, so when you take man hours and equipment, we'll have probably roughly about $1,000 for employees and equipment on top of, with that, just to throw that in there. Does that make sense? What do you recommend? you recommend that slip lining? You know, slip lining's been around and it, you know, there's some slip lining out there that lasts 30 years. Um, with the heavy traffic that we have there because of all those semis, I've never dealt with slip line on that heavy of traffic with all those slip, uh, semis, to be honest. And uh, rehabs, they say it's gonna hold up, but I don't, I, I can't give you a personal thing on that. I know what Corey will do with SEE. I know what he does will hold up. I mean, concrete and rebar is tried and true for a lot of long time. <laughs> um, with that street being so heavily traveled with heavy trucks, and that ain't gonna go away. We almost don't you think we this thousand dollars? Does that? Are you also breaking up this man that for SCE? No, no, that so, is him. So between booze and rehab and that thousand dollars, you have to five thousand. So we would be, we would be roughly about five thousand for the slip line and everything like that. Right, and they're roughly seventy or eighty-six hundred. No, they're right at eight plus, plus seven hundred. Oh, plus seven hundred. Yeah, I'm sorry. You yeah. might be able to yeah. work something out if he's doing. A, and if we get, if we hire him for the punch list, we can probably work that mobilization down a little bit. Um, I just think the way you made that statement, tried and true. That's a heavily traveled street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fix it right and move forward. That's my opinion. I'll make the motion we accept that. Second. Second? All right. We'll call. Dale, were you second? Yeah, you don't Okay. Second. Yes. Second. Yes. Frank? Yes. Mullard? Yes. And that was for SEE, just yep. so? Yep. 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 Okay. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> That was subject, subject to change. I just think that's got to be fixed right with that street. And I, I'm, I'm familiar with Corey's work along with Jason, and I he'll do it right. And if he doesn't, I, I've worked with Corey long enough that if something happens, he'll be back and he'll fix it for free. I mean, he stands behind his work. Uh, he's a little expensive on some things, but he stands behind it 100%. So. So, uh, on the very next page, you'll see uh, the portion that SEE uh, gave the bid for to replace the roof, the uh, manhole casting, the door sweeps, mobilization, and all that stuff. Um, the engineer and the bonding company has recommended that uh, we go with them on this. They accept the price. That's still not taking care of the generator or the floats issue but I can't really deal with the generator until Cummings comes and the float issue until we get the crust 
out of that lift station and as deep as that lift station is, they have to have different equipment in order to come in and get that crust out based off of the depth of that one. But it should be, uh, the crust should be removed approximately at the exact same time that Corey has his equipment here um, because those two rehab and Corey work well together. So Corey's going to help him out with it. So the 62.5, that still goes back to the bonding issue, correct? Correct. Okay. He said they approved it. Yeah. If we got... We got more than that. Yeah, I mean, there's up to 127,000. Right, that's what That was, about. yeah. That we're hoping. Right. Yeah, and we have approval from both the engineer and the bonding company to move forward. I make the motion to move forward with this. No, second. Beckman. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, the Northwest Water Main Loop Project. Um, so the HMA pavement patch, basically, I had some you know conversations with um, Bob. Um, really, this is just a memo, you know, saying what I think there was concerns about it, and so this is just a memo from him. Um, that uh, GM contracting agreed to drop any request for additional compensation. Um, they are requesting payment at the uni unit price in the contract, um, which I did not get that what that was. Um, and then they'll request the subcontract request is to complete the remaining work on the pavement patch, including the removal of the form boards and backfilling the area disturbed by the pavement patch. Um, so there's that piece. Um, and then the other one um, basically is, you know, kind of a memo on what has transpired with change order number two. Um, and so um, a lot of this, you know, was way before me. And I, you know, still am not overly familiar with how it all went down. But basically, you know, what they're asking for is additional cost to change the, the hydrant um, from what they had spec'd out to what we had requested be, be put in there um, and then to uh, relocate the hydrant along the south side of Highway 175. My understanding with the relocation of the hydrant that it was originally spec'd to go um, against the, the north, you know, the, the the north corner of where the school lot was and apparently you know there weren't any issues at the time until it was actually put there and then it was requested that it get moved and some of this happened outside of the engineer being notified um, until after the fact so some of it could have might have been prevented but um, at the end of the day the work was done with the okay of whomever um, unfortunately and I, I feel to move on from this project that we need to approve change order number two and get it paid. So in your experience, you and Jason both, we, you know, the council, we've seen these plans and of course we obviously approved them but when the work gets done, who, who would ever know that they put hydrants in the middle of a ditch? I mean, I've never seen a fire hydrant in the middle of a ditch before. That's where this hydrant was, and then it had to be moved up to the top of the ditch. That was the same instance we had going to the evacuo line. Right. Now, granted, we're not engineer specialists to read engineer prints, and, and it was presented to us by Mr. Kim. You know, you would think that they would have not had that place in the middle of the ditch, and then now we've got to pay for this. I don't feel comfortable with that. I know, I know what you said, Teresa. I, I just, I, all my travels around the country, I've never seen a fire hydrant in the middle of the ditch. I think it depends on the location where you go. You can go over to Buena Vista County and out into the country, and there's fire hydrants in the ditch the whole way. The, it's not a snowmobile route. In the bottom of the ditch, though? Correct. Because that's where the line was laid, and that's where they put the hydrant. I've seen it. Is it is it a common practice? I can't tell you yes or no. However, have I seen it? Absolutely, I have. 
I mean, at the end of the day, the reason why it was requested to be moved is because it was a snowmobile route. So if it hadn't have been a snowmobile route, I don't know that it would have been an issue. Can I comment on that? Sure. But that's... I would never ever want a fire hydrant in the bottom of a ditch in the middle of Iowa during the winter. It's going to be buried in the snow. It is a state snowmobile route. I was up there requested by whoever the water guy was at that time. Can't remember. They switched guys. Dean. Dean requested that I come up and talk to him about it. We went up. It's on the. It's not right on the main. It's. It was originally set north of the main, which was closer to the highway than it was the fence line. So it was closer to the road than it was the fence. And when I, when Dean and I discussed it with the guys putting it in, couldn't understand why they were putting it in the bottom of the ditch. They go, this does not make sense. So, in my mind, the engineer ought to be held accountable for why would you put it in the bottom of the ditch? We've already had the discussion about the evaco line, putting them in the fence line, not the bottom of the ditch. I mean, John, you were a fireman. You know as well as I do. If they're in the bottom of the ditch and you need it in the heat of the moment, where's it at? And who's going to bring the shovel and dig it out? It needs to be in the fence line where it is now. I'm surprised that BB County has one. And the engineer ought to know better. I would think. I would think if they have any common sense of, about hydrants at all. I mean, it's no different in town and when we, you know, we have residents and, and guys moving mm -hmm. snow buried them in the snow pile. I mean, they're no good when you can't get to them. And, and I understand that. I mean, and going forward, I mean, at some point, you know, right, wrong, or otherwise, I would say, you know, yeah, the engineer should have been. What I think is part of the issue is that there was communication outside of, you know, that we instructed the contractor to do this, where there might have been different options at the time as well. I don't know. I wasn't here. Yeah, so I, 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 I get all that. I mean, right. these guys weren't here. I mean, yeah, and I'm more than happy to go back and try and argue this. Is this, yeah. you know? They would, They didn't have it. They had it in the ground. They did have it set. It wasn't buried. It was exposed fully. But the contractor said to me, we don't understand what we're putting in the bottom of the ditch, but that's what the engineer expected. In my mind, you need to go back to the engineer and say, hey, I mean, here's common sense. You can drive down the highway for 100 miles, and if you go in the ditch, right. you're going to run into something that's at the bottom of the ditch, and that's going to so, be higher. So to me, it sounds like there was a whole lot of miscommunication on several fronts, because the contractor would have been involved in a pre-construction meeting that said, why yes. are we putting this down in a ditch? Somebody wasn't thinking. So, you know... Is there any way we could have Beanster Kim come and explain to us why it wasn't in the side? Yeah, I can see it. In their plans. What what, the, what kind of liability does that expose the city to? Having it in the bottom and somebody has an accident and really has that, another bad accident gets somebody that, hurt, that was hit or something. Somebody yeah. just goes yeah. in the ditch and not hit nothing and yeah. somebody goes in the ditch and hit a fire hydrant. Right. Where it was located, that's traveled by snowmobiles, the state doesn't use that as a trail, that would be one big hazard in my mind. Well, and we're sitting here right now talking about this, how it is a hazard, and if we don't do nothing about it, we're in bigger trouble. And if we get something about it, we can move it, whatever, we need to understand that we're aware of the problem, they should be aware of the problem, they're a liability, because guess what, they're going to come after everybody. Exactly. Not just the city, but the other whoever you know and i have a problem with the other part of this the first part of this change order also changing out the hydrant from one manufacturer to the other you know if if the b and k actually did their homework on this and realized that we had hydrants of the molar manufacturing why did they even put into their project three companies to get hydrants from. But what I don't know is if that question was even asked, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Why, why would Benjamin and Kim offer three different manufacturers to the contractor when Lakeview 
specializes yeah. in this one hydrant. If they would have done their homework and seen that we had all molar hydrants, you would have put that in the contract. Do you think it has anything to do with the availability of hydrants? Well, but they're they're still offering the molar also. Yeah, I understand that, but that. And, it, and that could have, you know, when we're talking about probably when this was done was probably during the time of the COVID. I have no idea. I don't. Again, I wasn't here, so. Um, I, again, you know, communi communication. Exactly. I, I would just like to be able to visit with Easter Kim on both of them topics. Well, actually, all three because okay. the highway, the highway one seventy five, blue, back with thing when they were in the middle of the ditch. This one was in the middle of the ditch, and then of course specking out what we have. Right. We hire them as our specialist. Right. I mean, in the note, I mean, it says the location of the hydrant of the northwest corner of the school during the design phase of the project. The city indicated the hydrant should be placed at the far northwest corner of the main school lot, with the hydrant to be adjacent to the south right of way line. Of Highway 175. This location was shown on the plan drawings, and no comments were provided by the city. So then it was after the fact that it got noticed and then requested to be changed. I know Scott's not here to defend himself. Yeah, and I'm not. We, we him and I specifically discussed, and we discussed it here, about putting on hydrant at the school because there's no hydrant on that mm -hmm. end of the school, which they have underground water storage for their sprinkler system, which is all fine and dandy if everything works. Um, and it sits there 20 years and maybe the, yeah. maybe the power's off. So that pump is not gonna pump water into the sprinkler system. So I requested to have a hydrant on the north edge of the school property, which was spoken as the fence line. That was my request, and I knew I know they knew about it. Whether they got passed along to BK or whoever, right. that's where it was supposed to be in from the get go. And I, when when uh, Dean told me to come up, and I'm like, why is this in the bottom of the ditch? I mean, it's a bad spot. Whether anybody communicated with the engineer and the contractor from there, I don't know, but I know it did get moved that day. It was part, and part of it is our liability. I agree part of it's our liability because we didn't read the plans close enough and study them, but yet we're putting that in the hands of our engineers. What we hire them for? Right. So I just would like to visit with them before we say anything. That's just my opinion. And B&K has cost the city a lot of money over the last number of years by change orders and things that... I don't know if we've got a project that hasn't had a change order. It's just part of the process. Well, then we'll wait and see if we can't get him to explain that. I guess we'll bypass. Oh, yeah, I'll see if he can make a council meeting. And we had a project he made. What's that? I said, if we, had, if we had a project he made. <laughs> I'm sure he will. So was that, is that the Northwest Waterway Loop project? Yeah. We won't do the project acceptance and closeout proposal tonight. We're going to Lakeshore Drive reconstruction project. Well, if we have the motion to approve CTS as testing. Yes, please. I'll make that motion. Second. Roll call. Steinkamp? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Frank? Yes. Muller? Yes. Okay, and we're looking at that change order. Number one, everybody has in front of them about the sewer main replacement. And just in FYI, I did go back. Remember we talked about this at the last council meeting. I did go back and research a bunch of notes and watched the council meeting December 5th, if you want to watch it. But it was talked about at that meeting, and we were informed that the main sewer line was good at that time, at that council meeting. And then I talked to John about it, um, but it wasn't so. I mean, if you guys, I mean. I think it should be replaced. It's got to be replaced. Yes. I just wanted to clarify from my statements from the previous council meeting because that was bothering me to no end because I know we discussed it and I went back and talked with it. And we're not doing a two inch overlay, we're tearing out right. the whole street. Yeah. This, this is the time. So. Yeah. I'll make a motion we accept that change over there. Second? I'll second it. Roll call. Beckman? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Muller? Yes. Frank? Yes. 
Okay, we have a shared sewer service line impacting 510 Madison and 306 Fifth. Um, <coughs> so we are made aware of um, kind of hard to see it there, but so the property that's in the square, which is actually Scott's old house, um, and then the B and B. Which is, I think, Arms the Armstrong, Armstrong House. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, they have. We have found out a shared service line. Um, the new property owners, um, Zach Lee, um, they're having issues, and um, there's a big tree on the on the corner. You know, up in the the, the top right hand corner, there's a big, I don't know, tree that um, is causing the problem. Um, Zach Lee would like to put in a new service line um, to a certain extent, or they could make minimal repairs and, you know, it might be good for a couple years, who knows how long it would last. But their plumber um, has contacted us a couple different times about just putting in a new service line. And I made the comment, I said, well, I said, I can't have you put in a new, abandon the old line because then, you know, Armstrong is going to have issues down the road. Um, so, I guess I kind of have, you know, thoughts of what the council, the, the biggest problem is Armstrong, for them, in order to put, for them to put a new service line in, they have to go all the way up to, what is that street, 6th Street, correct, Jason? Because there is no main on 5th Street that they could tap into. Right. There is on Madison, but wasn't there? They no. would have to, yeah. I mean, they could come around because um, their service line goes out to that, you know, out to the back towards that alleyway. And then it goes up to 6th Street. So, you know, the question, I guess, to council, you know, it's not a main, it's a service line. Right. Of, you know, what, in a sense, we feel the requirement would be to try and solve the problem. It's actually their problem as far as I'm concerned. Yes. It's the service line. It's not the city's. I, I feel the two homeowners need to hash that out. And okay. Is there a service of made on this street? No. 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 There's one on Madison Street and 6th Street. communicated between the two it just I know that Zach Lee they want to put a new service line in and I said you can't do that and abandon the old one because that's going to leave Armstrong's with potential of a problem and we're just we're trying to prevent a problem I guess before he can put in his new service line and he'll probably never have an issue but where that tree's located and where the Armstrong's service line goes by it's going to plug up and it's going to back up into their property right. and i know that trees i was told today that the tree was coming out that they were going to take that tree down is it on the south that tree on the south side of the house the service line i think does it is it it's on the west side isn't it i believe the service line does that run on the west side sorry this will just be easier yeah <laughs> So this tree right here is the tree that we're talking about. That service line, Armstrong House has a service line that comes out this way, goes this way, wise into their second line that comes out and it all runs this way. Okay, so it Armstrong House is coming out the west side of the house then. They have two. They have two. They have two service lines that come out of that house. They have one that comes out here comes out this way and wise to here and then this one comes out and then comes to here where it wise also and goes to the main well so they could why it 
on the north side of their property, the Armstrong House, and go to the west, to the sixth street, or to Madison Street. I mean. So, by looking at our map, I don't think our line comes all the way down. I'd have to look at the map again. It's, I believe it's in my office, or it's in Lester's truck right. after today. Um, but I want to say the only thing that we we thought we could do is snub into the manhole that's here. And we prefer not to snub into a manhole. We prefer it to be in a line for solids. Because when we start to do a drop like that, we're going to lose our solids and everything else. Now we're going to start to have solid plugs. Because I believe that, that line stops here and this manhole comes and takes everything this way. It does not come all the way down Madison Street. So from this, what the map that we well, have. So is that, so is that, uh, that breakfast or D&D &D or whatever that is? Does that have an easement to go through Zach's yard then for their service line? Do they have an easement to go through there? I can tell you it's a, as long ago as it was done, I can't tell you if they have one or if they don't. Because the house to the south of the Airbnb, across the street where Sharon Orrick lives, that sewer line went to Madison Street. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Once you cut the tree down, go, go, go to the, the bottom of the screen there, right south of the Airbnb. Up to your left. To, now, to, well, right not there. that far. Right now south. Yeah. That property right there with that ranch-style house that's raised, that sewer line goes to the west, I know, because I helped put it in. But I don't believe we have a sewer line that runs this section of Madison Street. Just right. that section? Just that section. According to the map, it stops here, and then it comes here. It's the only two spots that we have manholes. And it, the map that we have shows that there's nothing there. So, and the flow, <coughs> the direction of flow goes this way, which would make sense if we don't have anything there. So, at the end of the day, I mean, Zach can put in his new service line, but over time it's going to create an issue for the Armstrong house, and that's what we're trying to avoid. Right. Because it's going to happen. So, in the future, the architect, if Zach put in a new one, and the Armstrong folks had issues, where would, where would they go? Because they don't have an easement. They would, we'd have to either run it over to, can't think of the name of the road, uh, by the Can Redemption Center. Vine Street. Vine Street would be one of the easier paths, but that's a long ways away. Wouldn't you go to High Street before that? We could, um, but depending on what the elevation of it is will depend if there has to be a lift pump or something. I can't tell you I know about the new garage uh, and 
isn't it going pretty close to where his old garage is now? Is that my understanding? I I'm unaware. I don't know. I would be. That's what I'm. I thought that's just that's what Billy yeah, really drives through. down. Is that right, Kate? We're talking Scott's old house, right? Right. I remember that one was coming down, and he was building another one, and I thought the other one was going, was being moved over closer to the house or closer to the south. I'd have to pull it to look for sure. Not that it matters, but that's something we need to take into consideration. Um, we just passed that building for a couple of I got it right here. See, and if they're going to put in a new service line, they have options to go, you know, to hit the main, you know, for them that would avoid where right. they're going to put that garage. Right. The new garage is going to be south of where the old one was, and all the houses on that street will be further south than the houses along that street of Madison. That's what was said at that for the building permit. So it goes closer to his house, but so it makes it comes in further for the drive. Towards the alley. And here you, you might not hear some really big, but know where that came from. I'm assuming you helped locate it. So here's the alley, here's Madison. This is that garage. The garage, current garage is out here. So we get moved over there. And here's the house. So there's the lean to out of the back of this house. It literally comes right like this. And the other one ties into it there. It ties in right by here. There's a Y right about here. It's right on the Y is dang near right on the. And where does he line. want to put his new one in? That that I don't know yet. The plumber has not told me where he wants to run it. If I had to guess, he's probably going to run it right next to the one that's already there. Okay. So the the new garage should not affect. Yeah, that's that was my question. Hey, we're just trying to avoid an issue with. What's going to come down the line? <laughs> well, I mean, and basically, you know, recommendation to say yes, it's a service line, and you know, I just wanted to. It would be easy to say you need to go this direction, you need to go to this direction for purposes, but knowing that, you know, one would have to go all the way down to Sixth Street is, you know, just communication lines that you know, hey. You don't have to do anything, but I mean, you're going to have probably have problems, and you're going to be doing this. So you know. Yeah, I, 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 back to earlier, I think the two homeowners need to get together and hash it out. And I mean, we need to be able to tell them where they can connect if they do go separate ways. But if Lee is putting in a new one and and uh, fairly close to the old one. And uh, Airbnb wants to tie into it you know, with the new one after their wife. I, I think it all have to be property owner expense. There's, it, it seems and I, and I, and I, and I it. agree with that. I just I would like to get away from shared service lines. And I think you know, I'm not sure if our ordinance doesn't speculate that. My the house I just moved out of was built in 1982, and there's three of us all on the same line. Found that out after I moved out. We hadn't been in it for six months, and things backed up in ours, and it went up into the shower. I, everything's supposed to be good. Right. I went in there, and all of it backed up two inches. We busted that loose, and finally. Is a shared line by three homes. So the city's responsibility is just to facilitate making sure those guys put in the right spot. Is that correct? Okay. We're supposed to make sure that they connect to the main properly. That's, that's okay. what the council would like. All right. Okay. Okay, we have a resolution to approve the hiring of the utility building clerk position. So um, we did a second round of interviews on Friday evening and we. Um, the mayor was there, Dave was there, um, and I think the consensus was, and the offer was made to Tammy Rydell, 
And so um, she has uh, accepted the position, so we would like to have a resolution um, to finalize it with the council. The motion to approve the hiring. Make that motion. I'll second. What, what, what are we paying for wages? It'd be $21 an hour $21 as advertised. An hour, that's what yep. it was discussed. Yep. Actually, Dave thought we should probably pay a little more. I was just that. Anyway, she accepted it for $21. Yep. Okay. I mean, and that can be looked at it, you know. Six months for yep. probation. Mm -hmm. Roll call. Okay. Steinkamp. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. So we had, yep, we had the um, applications were due on Friday, um, and uh, Jerry would like to move over to be uh, Public Works full time and vacate his parks position. So this is resolution authorizing the transfer of. Jerry to the Public Works Department fully, and then um, we would advertise to replace him um, at, at the parks level, you know, and then a part-time Public Works employee. Because the part-time parks See? was going to turn into the utility. Like, yes, during the winter time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good motion through twenty-three forty-seven. So Second. Roll call. Muller? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Frank? Yes. Sankamp? Yes. Motion to adjourn? Sorry. Yes. Meeting adjourned. Thank Sorry to see him go from the parks, but I don't understand why he wasn't working. I'm, I forgot to mention, but I'm sure you noticed the mud volleyball that was tilted.